Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Cardinal Sports Center, great people. Go see them over there at 6524 Slide Road. Uh, Get ready for fall season and all your football needs. And then we got a bunch of sports starting up this fall as well. So anything you need, please go see them at Cardinals. And only 11 and a half months away from the next sidewalk sale. Yes, indeed. So be preparing for that. Last night I was wearing my sidewalk sale shoes. I should have pointed oh, them out you? to you. Yeah. Okay. All right, drive uh, straight down slide from Cardinals, and you wind up at Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers likes to hang around malls, the, the Midland Park Mall in uh, mm-hmm. Midland, uh, Odessa Music City Mall, and then uh, just straight across the street, straight across slide from our mall. What is it, South Plains Mall? Is mm-hmm. it still the yeah, South Plains yeah. Mall? Yeah. South Plains Mall. And Mickey Rogers and them do this great job over there. And, and they cater, you. and they cater like crazy. And I've got to figure. I'll tell you what I did with Stacy next to Golf USA this week. He uh, he's part of this uh, men's organization that I, that I'm with, and we went and delivered a, a, a gift to a fella. And Stacy thought of this man and wanted us to help him. Stacy's a good guy. Good. And if you want to do business with a good guy, then go to Golf USA and Mike and Stacy and Chet and the whole group there at Golf USA. All right. Now that hey Bobby, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, what's on your mind, Bobby? Did you call to congratulate John? No, I would call to talk about Zach Thomas for a minute. Oh, Zach Thomas. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's hear okay. it. Uh, Spike Dykes was a great coach, and he taught the, got the kids to do it the right way. And so we we need – today is a tribute to Spike Dykes also. Well, the good good thing about that – Bobby is that Rick Dykes is going to be on this show here in a little bit talking about Zach Thomas and and I'm sure inevitably Spike Dykes. So you've got something to look forward to. Well, that's great, Gus. Your, right. your dad, your Bill, meant a lot to me. He, he let let me coach third base one summer night, if you remember. <laughs> and he put a he put a baseball hat on me, and I got to coach third base. Well, that's good so stuff. That, and we played Carnada that night, so I I, I, I I enjoyed that night. That's awesome. I'm, that that's good but, stuff right there. But, All right, Bobby, ten twenty, be listening, and then yeah, uh, at the top of the hour at eleven, uh, flip over and, uh, and Zach's going to be one of the first ones to speak. So uh, you know, uh, you folks in Lubbock, just tape this show and uh, or tape uh, ESPN yeah. and watch uh, watch Zach later. He he was also coaching at Midland League, so you bet. all the Midland all the Midland people will probably be watching too. That's exactly yeah. right. But anyway, Bobby, we appreciate you, buddy. All right, Coach Asby, thank you. You betcha. All right, that's our buddy Bobby down in Dallas. And and Bobby is right. That's a uh, a, a Zach uh, Zach Thomas induction into. Canton to the Pro Football Hall of Fame is a tribute to all of us out here in this part of the world because of exactly what he said. Of course, Zach from up in the panhandle and did it out here at Tech and his coaches and the person who brought him here is a 
Red Raider legend and Coach Dykes, coach down at Midland. I mean, he's just got this whole area all over it. And when Coach uh, McGuire was asked about it the other day, he was like, he he said the same thing. It's a great day for all of us, not just Red Raiders, but just this whole this whole region out here. Yep, got and our got our first Hall of Famer. We'll have uh, Rick on and tell a story about his trip up there to Canton to uh, that's awesome to help uh, help Zach. Now, John. John Cardinal, Mid-Am champ or Mid-Am qualifier. You're going to White Plains, New York. I'm assuming you've never been there. You no, been never been up that direction. I've been to New York before, but uh, I went when Tech played the Madison Square Garden oh. one year. We went up there. Okay. That was a great experience. Yeah, that's cool. Well, are you going to go – I wouldn't say go a little early. Are you going to stay a little late after the tournament and go hit some of the New York – Highlights. We are uh, the Cowboys are actually playing the Giants there in uh, I guess it's in New Jersey, but they're playing there Sunday night. So we're going to try to maybe go to that. But uh, you know, also it'll be September 11th in New York. So Ooh. they have uh, some cool things that go on, and yeah. I mean, just you know, kind of a re- revered moment there. And that's uh, I believe that's opening weekend for the NFL, which is Cowboys at Giants. Yeah. Not, not the first game. There's a, the Chiefs are playing a Thursday night game, but right. I think you're talking about the first Sunday yeah, night Sunday game. Sunday night game, yep. Ooh, that'll be good. 9-11 in New York. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that'd be a little more somber. It'd be interesting. Than, yeah, yes, sir. be a little more. Without uh, a doubt. Or now, uh, okay, you've never been to White Plains, New York, which tells me that you've never played that golf course, which tells me the people from that region have an advantage over you. Are you well, going to go in there? Are you going to play a couple of rounds before? Or? We get to play practice rounds down there. We go down uh, two days early and play. There's two courses we qualify on for the match play. And you know which one already that you're mm-hmm. going to. So yeah, that's and so one. we get to, we go play two practice rounds. We'll get some time to acclimate. And um, I'm going down with a couple of guys that have played in it before, so it'll be uh, some good experience from them, kind of you know learning what they know and. And going through that, I mean, we had another guy from Lubbock qualify, Brady Shivers, and then a guy Ooh. from Midland was the third qualifier, Terrence, um, and so good people, and, and uh, I'm sure they got some insight for me too. All right, Brady Shivers is playing in the uh, Parbuster yes. at Lubbock Country Club, and he was the prohibitive favorite. I don't remember who his partner was. Ryan Rogers. All right, they were the prohibitive favorite, and yeah. I did not go to the Calcutta, once again, <laughs> keeping intact that I've never been to a Calcutta, <laughs> but uh, they were supposed to be the, the ones to, to pick. They are leading it right now. Are they? a big round yesterday. Are they, are they like way ahead or just no, a little ahead? No, it's still a good term. I mean, I think they're one or two shots ahead, but oh, they are in the good. lead currently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Hello. I think I'm going to pull for the underdog. I don't know Brady, but uh, and I'm sure he's a wonderful person, but I'm sort of an underdog guy. Well, I've been a Red Raider all my life, yeah, so I'm sort right. of an underdog guy. <laughs> I mean, so, and Eric Wilcoxon, I think, is leading his fight right nice. now. So, I mean, you know, just. You know, the reason the reason I don't play on those one that I'm not very good and one another deal is it's three days in a row that's a lot of golf yeah and then if you play the practice round now you're four days in a row and that's a lot of golf and it's darn hot out there but sure. that's not not the reason I'm not playing the reason I'm not playing is because if you win those lower flights you're you labeled get moved up well no I don't mind getting moved up. but you're labeled as a sandbagger you know, uh-huh. he wouldn't be winning that flight if he, you know, nah, 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 so. I got you. Okay. And then you don't want to go and lose, so anyway. Yeah, it could kind of get all over your competitive juices if you're, yeah, if you're if you're trying to be a little more casual about it as you are. Yeah. yeah. All right. I've played a lot of golf with Gary. I don't know if casual betting yeah, is how no, I'd I describe I him, but yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, good good point. <laughs> Did you consider playing in the Parbuster? Um, well, they had the change you and your of dad format. Could have played. Uh, he didn't invite me. I don't know. I mean, I was waiting on the invite, never got it. All right. So, so now that you're now that you're at Hillcrest and not Lubbock and mm-hmm. and, and not Redfeather yet, uh, a Lubbock Country Club guy. But good guys, you'd think somebody'd say, "Hey, John, you want to play with me?" Uh, that's all right. I mean, they they changed the format on us, but you know, it's okay. We got a Midland Invitational's coming up, which is at Midland Country Club. It's another two man and. We got some other tournaments this month. All right, I'm glad you brought up Midland because Midland and Odessa, you know, we have a Calcutta here, but I think ours doesn't have a capital C <laughs> on it. <laughs> I think down there they have they're all cap letters on the Calcutta. Yeah. What? Tell us something about those Calcuttas down there, and and if you you've been part of that, I'm sure sure. I've I've played in all of them before. I mean, it's a little different. Yeah, the denominations are a little different. You play for out there. Um, <laughs> more zeros. Is that what you more, yeah, a couple a comma, <laughs> comma. Or two, or, yeah, a little different. It's a little different. It's fun though. It's a great experience. Well, what what's the most anybody's ever bid on bid on your team? Mm, uh, it's it's in the six figures. So oh, for those mercy. of you that aren't good at math, that's over a hundred thousand yeah. dollars and less than a million. All right, now you go to the number one <laughs> tee, and somebody has bet a hundred thousand dollars plus on you and your Padna to win this tournament. Where you're in the championship flight, I'm assuming. Yes, sir. All right, is that added pressure, or do, do you just do say, you know hey, that? Hey, it's, do you it's know their it? money? You you do know going in. I mean, it's it's part of the fun. I mean, it does add some pressure, but that's what makes it enjoyable Good i mean it, it kind of brings out the competitive spirit in everybody so it's fun and it's not your money i guess so and you didn't tell be. them to do it yeah it can be yeah, yeah. It can. well and and even if it's not don't they sometimes say are you get 25 percent or something oh, if, wow. uh there's not much given you got it you got to buy in okay. But, yeah. <laughs> okay well it seemed like you'd play but play better if they just said hey we're gonna cut you in on some of it if you but now they're saying, no, nah, they want you, you want you skin in the they, game. They like a little investment, yeah. Okay, yeah. they want you to have a little bit of skin <laughs> in the game. Okay. Now then, have you won any of these tournaments? Um, no, I actually haven't won one of the Lubbock majors. Uh, I've been close a lot, but never been able to uh, bring it home. So this this deal really down uh, in Midland the other day, that was a big deal for you, wasn't it? It is. I mean, it's a big deal, and uh, getting to go up there, and, I mean, the U.S. Mid-Am's a big tournament, so being able to participate in it, getting to play with those guys, and, I mean, there's a lot at stake out there as far as uh, you get to play in the U.S. Open, you get to play in some big tournaments if you somehow came through, so it's a it's an honor. All right, That's tell cool. us tell us the format, how you go through this thing. So you play uh, two rounds or your stroke qualifying, so there's 200 and something um, people in the field, you go play 36 holes a stroke, and then the top 60 players go into a match play. So 142 rounds, yes. and they're done. But then the top 60 go on. Yes. And, and then uh, they, they do what? They go and they, you play a match play. So you, you get basically it's like a tournament bracket, and you play against one opponent. And if you win, you advance. If you lose, you're done. Uh, I think David Boland played in it a few years ago and made it pretty far in the match play. Yeah, I mean, he we've did. had some great golfers out here that have been a part of it so it's it's fun yeah david i followed him i think it was on online you could see how how it was going i remember that at a certain point uh-huh. though it's on tv isn't it yes it, uh, i think the last maybe the semifinals and the finals are okay the very end i believe so you're down to four golfers yes. and, and yeah. two golfers and so if we get to see you on tv that means you've done fairly well Yes, it's better than seeing me on cops or something. So yeah. this would be the better time. Yeah. Uh-huh. True. <laughs> so 
Say, that looks like John Cardinal that cop has down there. Running, <laughs> jumping that fence. All right, now then, back back, back to your bride. Uh, how in the world did y'all meet? Um, I, I think, you know, she just had made, to be in a bar. It was, she probably made some bad decisions and, uh, <laughs> fortunately she knew it. She was already committed. So I guess she just saw it through. It's too, too late to turn back now. That's right. That's funny. All That's right. right. But, uh, uh, we did meet at, uh, down at Horseshoe Bay when I was living down there. That's where we met. She's from San Antonio. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Has she liked Lubbock? She actually has. She's enjoyed it a lot. Because so. that probably wasn't part of the deal when y'all were dating and got married. Party, it was, it was in the fine print. In the fine print. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> okay. But no, she's actually enjoyed it out here. It's it's a great place. Lubbock's a special place. All right. Is she athletic? Mm, in her heart, she is. Um, <laughs> does she, she play pickleball? She's competitive. There's no nice. doubt about that. Yes, okay. she does play some pickleball. Okay. Well, she can play with your mom then. Because your mom is competitive. In fact, your mom's so competitive that uh, sometimes I don't compete against her because she's so competitive. Because I'm sort of competitive yeah, too. I mean, just a, and then all of a sudden, yeah, this little your button heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's mom, not good for anybody. Yeah, she's no. good ping pong. She's good pickleball. She's good. She's probably better than your dad at most things, I would think. Uh, most things. I mean, he's still got a couple things he can beat her at. But yeah, well, she started semis taking up golf. And I'm sure Tony's going, oh, please, oh, oh, please don't uh, play golf because she'll get better than me at golf, too. <laughs> so, anyway, they're listening in Rio Dosa. Anything you want to tell your parents? How much uh, you love them? How love them. Great, we're we're about job. to actually head down there right now and see them. After oh, nice. so we're, we're driving down and spend a couple of days out in the mountains. Yes, sir. Good work. Okay. Yeah. But you're not sticking around here for that. You're sticking for the show. You're sticking around because your boys got, got tryouts. A, got some baseball tryouts, got some things like that, and then uh, we're hitting the road after that. All right, now what is baseball tryouts? Now what age is this? Uh, three? This would be 12U. Two and a half years old, uh, three? Yeah. <laughs> 12, man. All right, 12. Well, that's starting to get getting serious. Busy, yeah, getting, it is. It serious, is. It's yeah. fun. I mean, you get to travel around, do the tournaments. It's way different than when I grew up, but oh, yeah. it's a different model for sure. All right, now what, what league is this? Is this uh, – These are all travel select, teams. travel teams. Mm-hmm. All right, but you got to try out. You have to try out, then they offer you a spot, then you sign whoa, up. Whoa, 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 go back. They wouldn't have tryouts if they're going to offer you a spot. They're having tryouts because they might offer you a spot. Correct. They might not offer you a spot because it's a tryout. He left out the, if it goes well, we'll get offered a spot. <laughs> well, I mean, even Jason if you play on the team it. last year, you don't. it's not guaranteed. So you got to, go. every year it's a Okay, so every kid one. that was on the team last year, even the coach's kid. Yeah, even the coach's <laughs> yeah. kid. even. Hey, these college guys complain about the transfer portal. I mean, youth baseballs have their transfer yeah, portal. Yeah, that's, right. that's, that's exactly yeah. right. that's, a, that's a great point. All right. So, They've been doing it their whole lives. All right, so he was on this same team that he's trying out for last year. He was. He so is. you're fairly confident in his uh, – He'll do great. He's a good baseball player, so I'm not, we're not too concerned. But, he'll go he, out there and do but he's not so good that you can say, hey, we're going to Redosa. No, not quite that good. He won't be at tryouts. We're going to Rodosa. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I'm sure Taylor would have been trying out too. So <laughs> I, think, I think so. You would have made him. Uh, <laughs> oh, with that, without a doubt. Oh, that's that's great. That's great. All right. Now, what's he good at besides baseball? Um, he's a good little. Uh, he's starting to. He plays football quite a bit. We're going to find out. It's hard to tell at their age what position, but yeah. Um, we'll see where that goes. But he does love the game. So. Good. All right. Now then, we we you didn't say golf. Are you sort of setting that aside for a while, or uh, he doesn't want his dad to coach him, so that's why he's not playing golf. He he knows I would try to try to coach him up on that, so I think he's steered clear. He's staying low, laying low <laughs> on the golf, but eventually it will it will be he'll be afforded the opportunity if he wants to to yeah. play golf. Yeah, yeah. Yep, never forced. Yeah, 
that's 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 the way we we did it. Yes, sir. Is if you want to do it. Now then, I didn't say let's go play catch or let's go hit. Let's gonna. But if he just mentioned it, we were there. Oh sure. All right, you got one minute left. What do you want to tell people in Midland and Odessa? Because you're on down in Midland too, where you went down there and and whooped them. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I, I have to go back, so I'm going to be nice. Uh, no, just it's exciting. Got a good group of guys from West Texas going to be out there. So uh, West Texas does have a great amateur golf scene, and uh, it's just a great community we have, and we're we're proud to go out there and represent everybody. And isn't it neat that y'all can still call yourselves amateur with all that Calcutta money that y'all are pocketing? I haven't pocketed any, but I've heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> heard a lot about it. Somebody so. has. John, we appreciate it. You're, uh, I'm glad you've moved back to Lubbock. Lubbock's fortunate to have you back here. Oh, glad to be here. Thank you, Gary. And glad you're going to raise your yeah, family you out here, you. out here in God's country. All right. When we come back, we're going to have Mark Fewin talk about the south ends of uh, Jones AT&T Stadium. Be right back. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. And all over the world. You really can listen to this show all over the world, but let me tell you where we are primarily. On the radio in Midland and Odessa and up here in Lubbock. So primarily here. And the reason we're on down in Midland and Odessa, one of the main reasons, give them the credit if, you, if you're glad and give them the blame if you wish we weren't on. J&W Services and Lenco Distributors. That's Scott Blakely, Cade Walton, and uh, Brent Back. And uh, I'm going to warn those guys, we're going to be down there to see you before too long. And uh, But anyway, anything to do with the wellhead, and everybody knows what they do down there in, in Midland, Odessa. But the main, the main thing they do is they allow you all down there to listen to Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby. And we appreciate it. We hope you do, too. All right, let's see. Leftwich Chapman, Florida, America. Larry Leftwich and Joe Chapman, 4517 50th Street. Uh, they got some great TV ads. So when you're watching them, you know, a lot of times you just flip, you know, wander off mentally when ads come on TV. Watch theirs and just look at that store and what all they've got in there. So anyway, if you're going to do some flooring and all, go see our buddies at uh, Leftwich Chapman, Flooring, America. And then do we want to do one more? Nah. Let's do, oh, we're gonna hey, we got a call, and I'm not gonna give his name, his number out over the air. Gus, talk about something important. All right. And I'm gonna go give the big B. You bet. Mark's phone number. We uh, yeah, I'll I'll summarize here, and we'll talk to Aaron Dickens in an hour about this. AD is way better at this topic than I am, but I feel like it's, it's it was probably 13 and a half hours of our show this week, and I'm not being sarcastic when I say that. But relocation appears to have settled for the moment, or uh, realignment, I guess. Uh, Oregon and Washington are headed to the Big Ten, and most of the stuff that I'm saying to you now is either at some form of conference approval level or even announcement. Uh, or it's pending maybe uh, just the formality of a Board of Regents type vote or whatever. But Oregon and Washington headed to the Big Ten. All of this will take place a year from now. And so that would be the 2024 football season. And then the the really important stuff, what's been referred to as the four corner schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado. Of course, Colorado had announced their move last week. And Utah are the four headed to the Big 12. So a year from now, we will have 16 
we will be the we don't know our name change so i'm not i don't want to i'm gonna joke and say we're gonna be the big 16 but we're gonna have 16 teams that doesn't flow now and so what 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 happens with the name and all that stuff who knows but uh the big 12 about to have 16 schools and hopefully this is uh this realignment stuff has settled down for now and uh, we can get into a little bit more about that i wonder if they've learned don't don't put a number in the name of your conference (laughs) Yeah, just don't it, do it. It doesn't even. Yeah, there's. I mean, the Big Ten has been at ten. I've kept that name because it's a good brand, and we all. As soon as you hear Big Ten, you know exactly what we're talking about, even though it hadn't been ten in thirty years or whatever it is. So, yeah, it's a, it's a. Uh, but that that's that's the that was probably the big news, and I, every bit of that broke yesterday after you and I sat down at lunch. Now that's not to say it all took place at lunch, yeah. but the Oregon Washington thing broke as, as God, we there's sat been down. some people working their butts off oh, behind the goodness. scenes Oof. and keeping pretty good secrets you bet i might add you bet hey mark are you there yes sir i am hey, hey emphasis on that sir dr mike <laughs> gustison's here with us another <laughs> hey, mark another fight out <laughs> hey, uh, mike, how are you good hey what well, before we change topics here uh you know you're a big city boy what's the take in the big city about all this realignment Oh, boy. I tell you what, I opened up the Dallas Morning News this morning and saw what was going on. I think uh, every day seems to change, though, but I, I think everybody's really excited about it and uh, really, really is uh, looking forward to the future. And what, But then again, it's kind of, kind of coupled with this is kind of really changing everybody's world it's, it, that we've all known for a long, long time. So I think there's going to be some adjustment there. But generally speaking, I, I believe everybody's excited about it. Well, it's yeah. a lot of a lot of I think good new programs. I yep. love I love having the Arizonas yep. coming here. I think it's gonna gonna help. Now what we need to what they need to do is like a like a card game or something, is uh we will trade you West Virginia <laughs> for and do some of that so you get more regionalized. That's how you could get it more regionalized is just say we will trade you Cincinnati and West Virginia. Cincinnati and West and UCF, Virginia. Yeah. 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 It's just a thought. Yeah. Anyway, it's not going to happen. But yeah, that's, you right. know, Mark. I think the 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 takeaway from this is I feel like Texas Tech's place in all of this is secured. You know, because th- there was a point at which you you know over the last ten years we felt like the Big Twelve could fall apart and who's going to go there and this one will go to the Big Ten and and if we were left behind like Oregon State and Washington State are that we would be in some conference with UTEP and New Mexico or whatever that. I don't believe is what's going to happen. And so I think about it in the context of the the reason you're on this call today, we're going to get the stadium and all of the great things that you're working on just in time for all of this, mm-hmm. just in time for a 16 right. team conference. And, you know, we think about like Cal just financed a hundred million, whatever dollars of stuff on their football stadium. And then they just got relegated. What a disaster Ooh. that is. But y- you guys, and what you're doing with the South End is it just falls right in line with all the growth and progress and excitement and things you have to do if you, you want bet. to survive. You bet. Well, I would just say, look at this again. This article in the Dallas Morning News sports section. I mean, they they popped out three conferences, and there was a little table there showing, you know, all the all the all the schools in three conferences: yep. Big Twelve, Big Ten, and SEC. <laughs> yep. And so, to, so again. We're, we're Texas Tech uh, and and the and in the Big Twelve and all these and, and the Big Twelve is is being viewed in a very 
very positive way, and mm-hmm. uh, and and we're we're part of the party, right? We're part of you know we're we're part of the big show. Yep. So that that that's really that feels really good. You bet, absolutely. Could couldn't say it any better. Well, uh, speaking of Jones AT, it's still Jones AT and T Stadium, isn't it? Nobody's it is. bought, nobody's outbid them for that, have they? <laughs> no. uh, I'm tell you what's amazing is that Clifford B and Audrey have kept their name on that without out kicking in any money in seventy five years. <laughs> so anyway, that's another story. Uh, you know, I went to David Thetford's seventieth birthday party up on the it was on the east side, and looking out over there, you just go, my lord. This will never be finished, and obviously, it's not going to be finished by by the the first game. But what what is going to be finished, and what should we expect when we walk in the stadium? Well, and we talked about this this week, Gary. I mean, uh, and I was down on the field early this week, and I believe when Texas Tech Red Raider fans walk into the stadium for the Oregon game, they're going to look at that south end zone and go, "Holy cow!" Uh, just the and. And that, that's from an unfinished standpoint. So, uh, what uh, you know, right now I'm looking at the the camera, and the last piece of precast uh, is being set. Uh, and we'll get the there's a crane on the field right now, and uh, you know what what Red Raider fans are going to see is a brand new plane surface, which will be complete. Right now, it's about 50 percent complete. It'll be complete uh, by August 18th. Uh, we've we're close, actually, middle part of this coming week. A brand new LED light system will ah. be complete, which is going to change, you know, the whole aspect and and provide provide Texas Tech athletics with creating the flexibility as it relates to light shows and just. It, I think it's going to make the, the the field pop even more. Will the lights be the, blinking to music and stuff? Can you do that? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's and be different colors fancy. of lights and everything. So I, I think that's going to that's going to change the whole experience. And then third, as it relates to the south end zone, uh, what what Red Raider fans are going to see on uh, on excuse me September 9th is they're going to they're going to see uh, you know basically all of the concrete and stadium uh, stadium seating uh, at the sixth street level poured and in place and they will see steel coming up at the at the southeast corner of the stadium now every subsequent home game they're going to see progress okay <laughs> but also the, the 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 i think that what's going to be really exciting for everybody is they're going to see the scale of the south end zone and how that's going to impact come june June of next year, how that's going to impact uh, the whole feel of the stadium and uh, really complete it and and that kind of thing. So uh, it's uh, not till you get down there on the field and even up there, you know, on the east on the east side the at, at 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 the club level. Not until you get down on the field or in close to in the stadium do you really feel for the scale, but it's it's pretty it's pretty darn exciting. Well, right before I came to Tech, uh, the baseball field had a tree out in left center. And uh, and that they had to just play around. So I just envisioned us the football having to like there's a crane down there <laughs> around the 15 yard line and having to work around that. But you're saying all that's going to be off and the turf's going to be laid back down. And you know, unless you go down into that south end zone, everybody yeah, will be good. We have we have been having multiple meetings uh, and the level of detail as it relates to 
making the stadium game ready. Game day, you know, the, the, you know, and so, you know, safety is, it's an active construction site. Now the, the, you know, the construction will, will stop on Thursday night and we'll start preparing the stadium for a game on Thursday, on Friday and and Saturday. Then as soon as the, as soon as the game's over on Saturday, we start tearing down the game, the, the game um, day protections and safety thing and get ready to go back to work. And that's what we got to do that six times this uh, coming season. And uh, the other thing you might, might've noticed, you know, uh, is over there in that East parking lot, we've got a, a trailer compound that has gone into place in literally the last week. And that's going to be the locker room for the visiting team in those trailers. So yeah, was... they're going to come out and come down the, come down the East ramp. The, the Red Raiders are going to come through the sports performance center and enter the stadium from the West ramp. But, uh, uh, that trailer compound out there is for visiting locker room and, and all their, all their support staff. Hey, have we thought about if it goes over pretty well, just making that permanent? <laughs> well, it's going to be there for a while, but then what happens is after the season, the Red Raiders move into that oh, okay. because we're going to tear down the football training facility. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, they're going to be, they're going to, they're going to be there for the, for the uh, spring and summer of 2024 until the Womble football center is completed in around September 1st of 2024. All right, I'm assuming our band's going to come back again this year, so we're not giving the band the year off. Where are they going to be? They're going to be there in that southeast corner. Uh, I think it might be Section 24, Gary. Uh, okay. It's right there okay. to the west of that east ramp. Okay. And uh, we've, we're going to put in a temporary stair so that they can exit the stands and get down on the field and perform and then get back up in the stands efficiently. Well, and season tickets apparently sold out, uh-huh. so I think we're expecting a pretty good throng for every every game this year. Oh, I, that, that was yeah. I I was talking to the athletics department earlier this week, and they uh, they said that they were about ready. They they gave me a heads up that they were about ready to announce a sellout. So that's that's exciting, and uh, and I think I think the the enthusiasm will continue to build. All right, everybody probably knows this except perhaps me you said you were watching on the camera is that because you're a, a, a wig because you're a big dog or can it can anybody do that well uh it uh there's a i think i think texas tech has a camera feed that uh but this is actually a uh construction camera uh that is on the west side up above the the press box and I've, I've, I've sent the link out to a number of people. I'm sure as, you know, as social media goes, it's, you know, you might be the only person that doesn't have the link right now, Gary, <laughs> but I can, I can correct that as soon as we get off the phone, if you'd like. That's <laughs> right. I just use my imagination. I'm glad they didn't have that at some places that I worked, however, though. Can you sit up there and go, hey, 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 you over in the corner, get to work takes a picture about every five minutes oh, okay. and it's it's been in position for since the very beginning and uh what what at the end of this project and it also has a view of the football training facility so we'll be able to also watch the womble football center be constructed too and and the goal is to have you know a a you know two year uh, a two-year kind of streaming uh, uh you know photographic uh, document of of 
of everything that went on 24 hours a day for, for two years, I think it'd be pretty cool. Okay, Dr. Dean and the Breakfast Bunch. Uh, I think By the I, way, we're talking to Mark Fewen. He's a project manager good, at Jones, good. AT&T Stadium, all the things going on in the South End. Yeah, go. Gus does good at that. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the weekday guys are really good about letting people know who we're talking to. We're horrible at it. <laughs> well, I mean, people at the end of the show go, who was that on there for 30 <laughs> minutes? Well, that was Mark Fewen. Oh, but uh, Dr. Dean wanted to know about the visitors, and you did that, the band. And what will it look like? It'll look good enough, won't it? I think it's good. I'll, I'll give you guys a little tip. Uh, the new double T scoreboard ah. will be installed in December of this year. And so it'll be installed prior to the completion of the South End Zone. So everybody will be able to get a look at the new double T scoreboard, which will look almost identical to the old one uh, but as I mentioned previously it will have 2024 it'll have 2024 technology in it and uh, so we're excited <laughs> about that but we got to get that set before we take down before we take down that tower crane that's sitting out there between mm-hmm. the uh, sports performance center and the and the south end zone so that's all right Mark. December of this year we're gonna we got one minute left I want you to share the most important things or hit the highlights in in 45 seconds but when you come into town for the was it the oregon game i'll be in town the oregon game. okay if, if you got time to swing by out there at the stadium and be on we'd love to love, love to have to you that. come out there and join us but all right you, now you got 30 seconds because i rambled a little <laughs> wrap this thing up for us 30 seconds 30 seconds i, I tell you what uh everybody's working at uh hard i you know, you'll see stadium lights on um, all time. You know, and people out there beginning today, they started working at 5 a.m. They're working till four. We're working, you know, basically 10, you know, six ten. So it's all, you know, everybody's working hard. We're on schedule, feeling good about it. Appreciate you, Mark. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. You like that bumper music? Oh, you're not listening. Oh, yeah, yeah. you are. Oh. Yeah, I'm listening. Fancy. Yeah. Okay. Rick was telling a story about uh, Gary Gaines, who's Friday Night Lights fame, uh, being in his first year at Tech and, and uh, recruiting West Texas, and he's recruiting Pampa, and he's got, they've got a kid up there that nobody's interested in, <laughs> and he's afraid to step out because I think Gary probably thought he was pretty dang good, but so, there's a reason somebody ain't recruiting him. So anyway, all right, finish your story, Rick. And the play, yeah, and this is Rick Dykes, and we're talking about Zach Thomas. Well, I just so we went to the game, and like I said, Zach was hurt, and but you know, he st- he went down on the kickoff, never missed a defensive play. I mean, he was all over the place. And after about two series, I looked at Gary, and I said, "What's your concern?" <laughs> and he said, "Well, I thought he was really good, but he said no one else is recruiting him." I said, Gary, you'll never have any problem selling this guy to anybody that I know of. I said, he's, yeah, he's a bona fide. He's, there's no question about him. And so, you know, that's, that's, I'm not going to say that's when Zach took off because there, there were other people that were, you know, recruiting Zach at the time, but not even real division one schools. And, uh, and the rest is just history. Hey. I mean, he, he came here and just, and I, one thing I got to do is, you know, when Zach got here, Zach was, Zach was a student of 
the game. He loved football. But John Goodner was our defensive coordinator at the time, and John was the guy that really taught Zach how to study film and how to watch film. And at the time, it was video. But And that kind of, you know, the best story about Zach is probably the A&M story. So, you know, we're getting ready to play Texas A&M. I think they're – we're playing them here in Lubbock. I think they're six or five in the country. They, they're on quite a winning streak. Uh, it's a great game. Back and forth. Uh, you know, not much offense on either side. Uh, A&M gets the ball with in the fourth quarter with, a, I don't know, several minutes left to play. And uh, that's when Zach made that great interception and returned it for a touchdown. And, uh, but the real story is what actually led up to that. That week before, Zach had been hurt and had twisted an ankle and really didn't, pl- didn't practice at all that week. Spike had a deal that you had to come out at least <laughs> you had to at least suit up for Thursday and go through a little bit of practice to be able to play on Saturday. And Zach did just enough to qualify for that. But what Zach did is in the mornings, you know, I, we got there pretty early. I'd, we'd all get there at six or six thirty, and and I'd always go down to the training room just to check on the guys that you know were down there for early morning treatments. And Zach opened the place up that week. He, he was in there for treatment, and he never left. They were bringing his books in. They were, you know, bringing his food in. And all he was doing was watching videotape. And he had figured out in certain situations that A&M on third and four or less, about half the time would throw a, we used to call it HBO, which was halfback option. It gave the, it gave the halfback the option to run an option route where he could break inside or outside, depending on the coverage of the defense. And Zach was our strong side linebacker, and Sean Banks was our weak side linebacker. And Sean Banks was a great player. And so that play, Zach, on that third and five, Zach actually switched positions with Sean Banks. He moved Sean to the strong side. Zach went to the weak side knowing that there was a pretty good chance that they were going to throw that halfback option. And he read it perfectly. I mean, it was like, I mean, he read it before the, the, the back came out of the break. He lined up and he took away the inside cut. So he knew it was, it had to be an outside cut just by his alignment. And when he broke to the outside, Zach was there and the rest is history. But Zach was the, I've never been around anybody that studied the game of football as a player like Zach Thomas did. And like I said, I've got to give John Goodner, who was the defense coordinator at the time here at Tech, a lot of that credit because he really taught Zach how to how to analyze and study football. And Zach became a great student of the game. And I like to think that you know kind of set the tone for Zach uh, as he got to the NFL. Hey, Rick was Bart. I'm trying to remember. Of course, his brother Bart Thomas was on the team and part of the defense with him yeah. around that same time. And Bart had transferred here, I believe, from. Air Force, maybe then one year at the Air Force Academy came in. Bart yeah, was right, a smaller frame safety. Was what the, their recruiting wasn't tied together? Like Bart was already here, is that right? Yes, Bart. Bart was already here. Okay. And I'll I'll tell you. I mean, Bart was Bart was a better athlete than Zach was. Yep. Bart was a great athlete. He was a. I mean, he was a college decathlete. I mean, mm-hmm. he he could do everything. I mean, he was strong and fast and could jump and run. And I mean, he was. He was a better athlete than, than uh, Zach. 
you know, I sent Zach a text last night, and I don't – I've coached – you know, I've been around guys that are bigger and faster and stronger, but I've never – he's the best football player I've ever I've ever seen yeah. that I've ever had a chance not to coach directly to, but to be on the team. You know, I when I was offensive coordinator, we'd run that inside drill. And, you know, it's just seven on seven, and it was just inside run plays. And it was like every time we – he would he would beat our running back to the hole, <laughs> and so when they would switch out, I would go over and stand by Zach, and I was like, "Now, how in the world did you know we were going to run that counter trap?" And he said, "Coach, I could tell by your guard." He said, "When your guard's going to pull, his he puts his fingers down in the ground, and he's so much lighter than it is when he's going to come off. So when he's going to pull, his fingers are normal color, normal color, and when he's coming straight off." You know, they they turn white because he's got so much pressure on them. Yeah. And I feel like. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> how the hell do you see that? I mean, how do you do that? And he'd say, you know, you know, your fullback, when you're going to run that power play, he just chases the lineman. He just, he just aims over to that, to that tight inside. You can tell by his alignment where he's going. I'm just like. That's awesome. So he was just, it was unbelievable. And he was like having another coach on the field. I mean, he was just. Mm-hmm. When you'd, you'd expect to hear that from a, a 10-year NFL vet that comes back to watch practice, not not one of the yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And he was just, that's what made him so good, Gus. I mean, he was, you know, in college football, he was the ultimate professional. And, and you know, he did, he wasn't a big raw-raw guy, but he led by example. And guys knew. We had an incident one time where we had a player that was out on a Friday night before a game. And I know directly. I mean, I was – it affected one of my players. And he was somewhere where he shouldn't have been. And Zach took care of it. And never, no one ever said a word, but I knew exactly what had happened. Wow. That's... And, you know, he just expected everybody to commit like he did. And he was just – he was so special. He was just a, He was just a really unique person. And just a great guy. I mean, if you have a chance to watch him today, you'll be amazed at how much credit he'll give to his teammates and his coaches and everybody else but himself. And, you know, when, I don't know if you all know the story, but when he went to Miami, you know, he, he called me. I talked to him after he was at Miami for a little while, and he, he laughed and said, Coach, I couldn't even get in the front gate. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? He said, the first day I showed up down there, I told them I was Zach Thomas. They didn't believe me. The guy wouldn't let me in. Security wouldn't let me in. <laughs> because, because of what? He said, there's no way you're tall enough. Because yeah, he's 5'10". <laughs> and so they had to send down one of the personnel guys to get him into the game. Good grief. And he covered, he covered the Del When he got to Miami, Jack Del Rio, who was a great football player and you know, obviously a great football coach, was a starting linebacker for the Dolphins and had been with Jimmy Johnson and was a veteran. And Jimmy Johnson Jimmy Johnson started Zach Thomas as a rookie the first game. And it you know, Zach talks about how much it meant to him that Jimmy Johnson saw in him and had the confidence to start him as a rookie over a guy that had been in the league a long time and was very well respected. Mm-hmm. And he said, I was just scared to death. I, I never wanted to let him down. 
So and then it, uh, and then you put the fact that I mean you you tell the story that you just told and then we roll it forward to this spring when it's Jimmy Johnson standing there at the door and there's your tears right oh, yeah. <laughs> and that there there it is yeah it it's just I mean I'll, I'll admit hell I start crying watching sure. that I couldn't I mean it's just so emotional because you know you knew how much it meant to Zach yep it's what it's what made it so special and. You know, you'll be able to tell that today uh, in the at the ceremony. I mean, it's just going to be a. Uh, I mean, I, I hope he can get through it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, he sent me a text about earlier, and when we were talking about you know the wedding the night before, and he he, he said, uh, "Well, coach, get all your crying in on." on Thursday <laughs> night, and I'm gonna get mine in on Saturday. I'm sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you. I said you'll do great. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited for him, him and his family, and and uh, you know he's just he's just such a humble guy, and to see the success he has is it's truly amazing. We're talking with Rick Dykes, and we're talking about Zach Thomas, uh, and and Rick. I'll ask you a question that steers away. We got about two minutes left, but. Uh, you, you coached here, obviously, and you're here, but uh, we're, we're now being joined by another of your former employers, University of Arizona, Four, four Corners Schools headed this way. What are your thoughts about all this realignment? Well, you know, the people, and I can't recall his name, but the, I, and I have met him, and he is such an impressive guy, the commissioner of the Big 12 now. Oh, okay, your mark, yeah. Yeah, your mark. Okay, I met him on the sideline at the Big 12 championship game. And then I saw him a couple couple weeks later, almost a month later, at the national championship game, Gus, and he walked up and said, hello, Rick. And wow. I, was take, I was taken back. Wow. I mean, I honestly was. I was I was taken back. And I think we hit a home run with our commissioner. Yep. And I'm so glad that he has been proactive about these teams and the, the contracts and – you know we're you know we're not going to get the money that the SEC or the Big Ten gets TV contracts is just not going to happen. But he's a guy that will, you know, will he'll figure out a way to get a secondary market, yep. a third tier market, and it might not look great, but he it's going to end up being a really good package for our, our teams and the people, the administrative people around. I know the, the administ, you know, Chancellor Mitchell. And uh, Dr. Skubanek, love him. I think he is great. And uh, I tell you, I've, I've never been more impressed with a guy uh, that just I met casually and you know, a month later recalled my name on the sideline when I walked up. I mean, he is just an impressive individual. And I'm so glad we have him because I think had we waited, yeah. you know, we might have been the same fate as the Pac-12 now. You I bet. Mean, what are those guys going to do? Oh, my I mean, what's, gosh. I mean, what's Stanford, what's Stanford going to yeah. do? I, I agree. It's a, it's it's really unimaginable, and I'm and I hate it for Oregon State and Washington State because I think Oregon State and Washington State in some ways are I feel I feel like we out here in West Texas can identify with them a little bit, and uh, what's going to happen to them is probably not going to be pretty as they join a conference and get about a third of the media rights they're currently getting. I mean, it's just gonna it's gonna change their world athletically. Mm. It is, yeah. It's- we live in strange times. You bet. Yes. You bet. College football. So, well, we just got like a minute, Rick. But uh, you know, you were at Arizona. Uh, are you pretty excited to have Arizona come in? I am. Arizona Me and too. Arizona State. 
Yeah, I am, Gary. I, if Air, Tucson's a great, a great place to go and a great college football place. It's not uh, the stadium's not overwhelming. I mean, it's not going to be like going into Austin or something. But it's a great atmosphere to play in. They are uh, they're getting much more competitive. They're supposed to be much better this year. And of course, their basketball team will yep. be. You know, the the big the Big Twelve is going to have the best basketball league in the country by far. I mean, you you add Arizona to the group we have now. Oh my God! Yeah. I mean, they're you know they are a national contender every year. And uh, you know, I, I just I I'm very excited about the the matchup with Arizona. I, uh, after coaching there and being around the program, and you know, they're it's a it's a first class organization. They do things the right way. You know, their facilities are really, really good, and it's going to be a great addition for the conference. Great. Well, we're going to let you get and uh, get ready to watch Zach. Yep. I'm sorry you're no not doubt. there in person, but uh, but uh, we'll all get to at least see see him, see his emotions and all that, and we're looking forward to that. If I had somebody else that could sit in this seat, I'd probably go watch it live myself. But I've already I've already put to tape, tape it, and so that would be the first thing I do when I get home is watch Zach. But we appreciate your time, Rick. We appreciate all you've done for, for Tech and, and Lubbock and all, and uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow on the golf course. Bring your wallet. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you bet. Good to hear you. Yeah. All right. Rick Dax, former offensive coordinator at Tech and Arizona. Yeah, that's cool. And, Neat perspective. Uh, yeah, and a good perspective on Zach and what all football means to Zach and uh, – just uh zach's a good old boy we had him on the show i don't remember how many times but one time we had him on and and uh since he was i think in miami something i did an artist rendering of him and the next guest on said you know who this is right here and said yeah that looks like zach thomas so i told rick i was going to do an artist rendering of him today since he wasn't coming in (laughs) but i didn't do it and i can hardly i can draw a comma and a period and you'd recognize them Straight line can't can't draw anything, but I could draw Zach Thomas, and I think it's because that square head. Yeah, that's true. He had that old square head, and uh, I think that's what he said on his bust that it wouldn't be hard to do his bust if they started with a square, square <laughs> deal and just trim it, trim around the trim around it a little bit. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from nine to noon on Double T ninety seven three FM or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app.